Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to be with you guys. We so value your presence. Um, I've been on a little bit of a soapbox for just a couple of minutes before we start our spiritual law of nature every week. And, and I'm going to give you another minute or two this week. We are just so excited um, about what's happening with the Healing Code book. And the reason is because it is impacting the mainstream of America for the very first time by any energy medicine modality. Uh, I was notified yesterday by a wonderful lady who got a Google alert about a new mainstream media press release um, that was about the healing code. In fact, there was nothing else it was about. It was about the healing code, and she sent it to me. And sure enough, on Google News, and if you go to Google News and type in the healing code, it'll it'll pop right up for you. And the title is, Energy Medicine Goes Mainstream, all right? And this is significant news. This has never happened before. And I wanted to read just a sentence or two um, of this. uh, With one of the top five New York publishing houses releasing the healing code and dozens of mainstream media, NBC, CBS, PBS, ABC, Fox, etc., interviewing the author as an expert in healing source issues, underlying illness and disease, Energy medicine may finally be entering the mainstream. The book explains a revolutionary approach, blah, 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 blah. Um, And uh, down at the bottom, it says, does the healing code really work? Hundreds of reviewers on Amazon say it does. So um, I I just wanted to hit that again. We are asking you uh, to just help us spread the word. We're not asking you to buy anything. Just help us spread the word. Um, Have people go to Google News. Have people go to Amazon. Not to even buy the book, but just to read what normal people like them uh, are saying after getting the book and trying it. And, And the implications of this are way, way bigger than the healing codes. Okay? This has been predicted by the greatest minds of all time, starting with Albert Einstein. And once this permeates the mainstream and people don't see it as mystical or weird or, or fraudulent even among a lot of people, uh, but see it as something that they can try, they, that they can give a try, and then they feel the results of it, It will open the door, we believe, and I'm talking to the heads of a lot of other energy medicine modalities that that agree with this. It may very well open the door for dozens of wonderful alternatives that can help people that are almost free, they can do at home, 
and they can get quick relief like EFT and TFT, NLP, Matrix, the, heat, the, the Emotion Code, and a number of other wonderful things. So we see this as a paradigm shift that has been predicted for more than a century, and we ask you to help us spread the word. You'll be getting another email from us about this this week, probably from Saturday, probably on Saturday, uh, if you just want to forward that to someone and say, hey, just check this out. If you're not interested, that's fine, but you might go to, to uh, Amazon just to read what normal, or normal people are saying are happening with their problems when they tried this. So um, thank you for, for allowing me this indulgence. But this is, this is what we've been working toward for 10 years and many other modalities for 20 or 30 years. So uh, it's an exciting time in, in America right now. Okay, how to find what someone is really thinking. How would it change your life if uh, everyone you came in contact with, you could read their mind? You could, you could tell exactly what they were thinking, all right? Man, Ken, would I have loved that in college with girls <laughs> if I could have told what they were thinking because, uh, you know, I was, I was scared at times to approach a girl uh, you know, and, and, and maybe uh, that would have changed some things for me. I, I know it would have changed a lot of things in my life if I knew exactly what people were thinking uh, when I was around them, when I was with them, when I was interested in exploring a relationship with them, uh, a business relationship, a therapeutic relationship, in my counseling for years. Uh, how would it have benefited me if I could have known exactly what, what the person was thinking who I was counseling, or exactly what the husband and wife who were uh, seeing if they could repair their marriage, how would it have changed that counseling session if I'd known exactly what they were thinking? All right? Now, let's take it a step farther. How would it change your life if you knew exactly what was going on inside of you all the time? especially in that realm of the issues of the heart and the unconscious that, that we really don't know as far as a word-by-word word what we're thinking in our heart, okay? Well, I want to share with you a couple of things today that, that might help you with that, all right? The first one is uh, what I heard from a uh, policeman, a 30-year detective, Gold Shield detective, uh, a number of years ago, and it's this, everyone lies, okay? Uh, a couple of times when I've been lecturing, I've, uh, I've, asked, I've asked people to raise their hand if they had never told a lie. And um, so far, I've not had anybody raise their hand. I would certainly not be able to raise my hand, although I, I do uh, do a good job at not lying now, but, but in my past life, I mean earlier in this life, I don't mean past life, um, I have certainly lied and lied a number of times, okay? did it all the time when I was a kid growing up. I wish I hadn't, but I did, all right? And, and what I find is that many people lie regularly. It's just a part of their life. They lie to their spouse. They lie to their kids. 
They lie to their boss. They lie to their customers. They lie to themselves. All right? And, uh, and that lie, that untruth, uh, has an immediate molecular and cellular impact on, on your physiology. It has an immediate impact on the issues of your heart and your unconscious. All right? So it can be, it can be really beneficial to know what someone else is thinking and even what you are thinking way down in the deep places where uh, you don't always know. All right. So in general, to find out the truth of what someone is really thinking, including yourself, look at their actions. Look at their actions. Here's why. You always do what you believe over time. Now, you may be able to fake it for a while. You may be able to fake it for a few minutes, but not over time. And in some ways, you can't fake it at all, ever. Uh, there's a couple of wonderful books. One is called um, Body, What Everybody is Saying by Joe Navarro. And uh, this is a, an ex-FBI agent, and he's been on the news all over the place, talk shows, uh, talking about how in the FBI, with his training, he could always tell when someone was lying, and, and that anybody can do it if you know how. Another wonderful book, probably even more popular, The Definitive Book of Body Language, which was an international bestseller by Alan and Barbara Peace. You can find both of these on um, Amazon if you want. I, I've read both of them and, and think they're really good. And one of the things they talk about are micro-emotions or micro-changes um, in your body language. Everybody's heard of body language and that over 80% of communication is not by your words but by your body language. But what a lot of people don't realize is outside of the big body language things that all of us uh, can see, you know, someone um, rolling their eyes, you know, someone slumping when they hear a certain kind of news, uh, downcast eyes, a frown, you know, those are all things that are pretty easy to do. But there's another level of those that are called micro-emotions or micro-body language changes that according to the experts in the research is impossible to fake. They happen in a split second. And, and unless you are really tuned in to them, you'll never even notice them. But if you are tuned in to them, you can tell. You can tell uh, what is a real smile versus a fake smile. You can tell right when someone's saying something if they really mean that or if they don't, okay? So um, I would highly advise you uh, checking up on these wonderful resources that have just come out in the last few years. And one of the main ways I'd like you to use this is to learn how to identify these micro changes and look in the mirror. You say things about yourself and then look in the mirror. At what, your, at what your facial expressions do, what your eyes do, 
what your cheeks and jaw bones do with these micro-reactions that you can't fake. Okay? So um, this is just terrific new stuff. Uh, not, not to use as a lie detector, per se, but to use uh, as a way to help people, as a way to build a better relationship, as a way to understand yourself better, which I think are all very loving, truthful, constructive things. And then the other, the other thing is the a actual action that someone does over time. Okay, I had lots of people in uh, marriage counseling um, who would say, yes, I love my partner, and yes, I want to work this out, okay? But then, but then you would say, okay, instead of watching uh, sports on TV for, uh, for eight hours every Saturday, why don't you go to an art gallery with your wife, or why don't you go on a walk with her? In, in nature, or why don't you spend some time over a cup of tea finding out uh, more about her and things that she is struggling with and things that she loves. And, and you know what? <laughs> it's easy to talk a good game, but when it comes to uh, giving up something that, that you really love for something that you say you love, you usually won't do it, but even if you do it for a short period of time, it will usually be with a bad attitude, all right? So I would look for that. And if we found it, you know, if the wife suggested something like that, or if I suggested something like that to a husband, and then he rolled his eyes, his shoulders slumped, he sighed, and he, and he, and he said, you know, some remark under his breath, then we would talk about that. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just said with your words, okay, I'll do that. But everything else said, I'd rather go to the dentist and get a teeth, tooth pulled than do that. Or, or maybe I'd put that in the same category as going to the dentist and getting a tooth pulled, all right? And, and usually after a little bit of, of talk, the person would fess up. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly how I feel. All right. Well, then that is, even though he said, yes, I will do that, that's not what he was thinking. What he was thinking is this is the last thing in the world that I want to do. And, and, and if that's true, he, there's a reason he's thinking and feeling that. And it is always a belief. And that belief has to be healed if that thinking is to ever be changed and the actions and the feelings and everything else that come from that, all right? So, and this brings me to another point, and this is a place where I've had um, argument from people over the years, and that is the statement I made a minute ago, that we always do what we believe. We never do anything that we don't believe. And I get the pushback on this from people who are addicts, from people who... Um, have been trying to eat healthy uh, for years or lose weight, and for 20 years they've not been able to lose weight, even, they, even though they buy an endless uh, stream of books and programs and all that sort of thing, or maybe they do for you know a few weeks or months and then it's right back. 
And, and then when I say to them, well, you're not losing weight because you believe you should not lose weight. Oh, sometimes they become very angry at me, all right? But what I want you to know today is that that is absolutely the truth because we always do what we believe. We never do something that we don't believe. Now, you can have conflicting beliefs. So you may have a belief with your conscious mind that I want to lose weight and that that's what's best for me and boy do I that is just one of my number one top priorities all right and you may honestly believe that with your conscious mind and thinking but with your unconscious in the issues of your heart you may have another belief that you don't even know you have that says no way we want more ice cream well, when your conscious thinking, what I call your head, and your heart conflict, the heart's going to win every time. Now, you may be able to go against it for a day or a week or a month, but it's going to be loads of work, and eventually that rock is going to roll back down the hill. Okay? So the only way that you can change those things long-term is by changing the underlying belief that you don't even know you have. But in a way, you do know you have it because it's what you're doing. You're ke you keep eating more ice cream. Or you keep looking at things on, on, uh, on uh, the Internet that you know you shouldn't. Or you keep spending money that you don't have, and then you uh, are in trouble and regret doing it. And why can't I stop doing this? or you keep treating people in your life unkindly, your, your spouse, the people at work, your children, your neighbors, yourself, okay? Even though you know you should be kind, but you aren't. Well, that is proof to you that you have a, an issue of the heart, you have a wrong belief that is saying it is best for you to be unkind. Now, why could that be? Well, maybe the world is not fair to you. People are not nice to you. If you're nice to them, they're just going to stomp on you. If you're nice to them, they're going to think you're weird or strange. If you're nice to them, they're going to want to strike up a conversation, and eventually they're going to ask you for a favor that's going to mean trouble or money or something that you don't want to do. So it's safer just to keep your eyes away from people to be rather cold and, and aloof because it's the easiest way to get to do what I want to do the fastest. Okay, there can be a hundred different reasons. But whatever you do is what you believe you should be doing at the time somewhere. And that's the belief that wins in that moment. All right? So if you want to change that, there's no other way to do it except by changing the belief. Okay, uh, when you're dealing with someone else, if you don't know what they're thinking, because you haven't, you haven't been able to observe them in action, maybe ask them for concrete behavior right now. Hey, w would you like to sit down and have a cup of tea and talk? Hey, I know there's a ball game coming on, but... Could, could we go for a, a walk in the park, either now or during the game or before or after? 
hey, would you help me uh, for just a minute, all right? And then observe their, not only their actions, but their attitude. Their attitude is a big part of their action, and their attitude in the action, all right? And chances are you're going to get a feel. Uh, are, are they really wanting to do this, or are they just doing it because I asked them? Are, are they coming at me in, in, in love and joy, or as a, um, an annoyance to them, all right? Um, so that's another thing you can do. If you've not had a chance to observe, ask for concrete behavior right now and see what their reaction is. Um, you can fake that for a while, even if you ask for concrete behavior right now. But if it's not real, over time, maybe they'll do it the first time, but if you ask them to do something else, a second, a third, a fourth, we don't know. It, it, it varies with each person how long it'll take. But if, but if they're not really wanting to do that, eventually there'll be a pushback, and they'll let you know you're imposing uh, whatever. But, but my theory is just, I believe in speaking the truth in love. So, so if there's someone I'm wanting a relationship with, that, which is about anybody I run into, I will ask in kindness. And then I'll keep asking because I know that the more we do together, the more interaction we have, the closer we're going to be. And, and, and that's like gold uh, in the non-physical realm. All right? Um, Another thing you might do is don't act yourself until you see their actions that back up their words over time. All right? I, I would use this a lot in uh, marriage counseling. Is, um, the, maybe uh, the couple were on the verge of divorce. One person had done something really uh, terrible, and the other person was trying to decide, you know, are they really changed or are they not? Am I going to stay in this or not? And one thing that sometimes, depending on the situation I would advise, is, well, don't act yet. Don't, don't, don't make a decision yet. Observe their actions and their attitude, which is part of their actions again, over time until you feel like, okay, I know what they're thinking now. I've watched it over a period of time and I really believe there's been change, and this is what it is. I believe there's not been change, and, and I need to make another decision, uh, whatever. So sometimes don't act until you've had a chance to observe that. Um, another thing you can do is ask something that forces a response. The, the first thing I suggested was to ask for a response. There's another, there's another way where you ask something that forces a response, all right? Let's go back to marriage counseling again. And the, uh, let's say there's a lady who's thinking, uh, I, cannot, I cannot live with this behavior. It is wrong. It is not fair. It's not right. It violates our marriage vows. Um, it violates what I believe a marriage should be. And so she's trying to make a decision whether to stay in or not, Okay. Um, she can ask a question that forces a response. And maybe it's something like this. Okay, 
uh, you did this terrible thing, but I still want to be in relation in in marital relationship with you. If if there can be a, ch- a change and we can go forward in a different way without you know this being uh, continued behavior, all right? So maybe what she says is, okay, I want to have a separation for a period of time. Um, I want your computer monitored. I want your cell phone monitored. I want, you know, certain um, proofs that this particular thing is not happening anymore, okay? Um, And there are certain circumstances. They're they're usually in a more serious, um, in a more serious area of relationships. This is not just a casual thing. But, But there are certain times when... I think the best thing is to ask for an action and you're forcing you're forcing it. You're okay, we either do this or it's over. All right? Now, I would I would ask you to seek some guidance before making those kind of decisions because they can be really tricky, all right? When you do that and when you don't. You don't do that flippantly, okay? But there are some times when you force that. But um, to wrap this up, to wrap this up, what we are thinking is wonderful evidence, both in ourselves and others, about what's going on, not only in our conscious mind, which is very important too, but in our heart and our unconscious. And those things can lead us to wonderful, intimate relationships with people, all right? If we see something that's negative, we can, we can, it'll help us get to the bottom of it and fix it so that we can have a, a better life ourselves. If we see those negative things in another person, they can motivate us to speak the truth in love and to act in kindness to help that other person. I'm sensing that you're in pain. I'm sensing a a sadness, a loneliness, a a fear, an anger in you. Um, Is that that right? And and if it is, can I help? Can I pray for you? Can Can I talk with you? Can we go for a walk? How can I support you in this? How can I, can I share with something that's helped me that maybe will help you? All right? Um, the problem is that most of us tend to go on words. We tend to um, look at other people and ourselves based on, on words a lot of the time. But words are very often an illusion. Why? Because everybody lies. Most likely, including you. And most likely, you lie to yourself. So to see what you're really thinking and to know that what you're thinking comes from a belief and that you always do what you believe. And so if you're doing something that goes against your own well-being or someone else's, you have to have a wrong belief that that's coming from. The problem isn't the other person. The problem isn't the circumstances. The problem is the wrong belief. It's the wrong programming. So, of course, what we would advise at the Healing Codes is find those wrong beliefs, 
And even if, you, even if they are in your heart and you're not conscious of them, you can know they're there by your actions and your thoughts that conflict with what you want them to be, with what you think is right, with love and joy and peace and patience and forgiveness. And so when you have things that conflict with that, you can know, I've got an issue with anger. I have an issue with sadness. I have an issue with unforgiveness. I have an issue with self-worth. So instead of, instead of doing things to make me escape from that, whether it's ice cream or television or internet pornography or uh, reading novel after novel after novel or, or, or whatever your drug of choice is, let me fix it and live my life the way I really want to. And what you're thinking and what others are thinking can be an absolute key to doing that for yourself and to helping others do that in a way that maybe they never have been able to before. So this week, what I would advise is get out your sheet of paper and write, okay, consciously, here's what I'm thinking. So... Back to, back to Ken Johnson's thing, what's not working for me and what am I thinking about those issues, all right? And then, and then, okay, outside of my conscious thoughts, what are my actions in relation to that thing in my life that's not working? So let me write down what my actions are and then I've, I can be guaranteed there's a belief down where I can't see that is causing me to have these unhealthy actions and thoughts. So now, let me pray about that. Let me heal that with the codes, even though I don't remember what those things are. And as those things start to change, you are going to, to start to get better in your health, in your relationships, in your career. You're going to be lighter and happier. You're going to wake up in the morning uh, excited about your day rather than just another same old, same old, get through it day. So your thoughts can, be, can absolutely be the key, and that's how you can know what yourself and others are thinking really at just about any given time. So try that this week and see if it doesn't make a difference uh, in your week. And, and from now on, if you'll keep doing that.